You know, when I, as soon as I hit my knees, I often know what the issue is. So if there's no issue, you know you, you're okay. I got a great friend here, uh, David. I wonder if you would just take your seat just for a few moments. And David, as you go around the country, I don't know what you're feeling, don't know what you're sensing. Just wonder whether you could just exhort us for a few minutes and just, just kind of deposit something into our hearts. It's great to have you. Let's welcome David, shall we? David Larue, everybody. It's great to see you. Praise God. Great to be with you. And it's a special atmosphere that you are experiencing tonight. I just come from the north of London and we've experienced also a basking into the presence of God. And you know, something that I've learned over the last few years, there is a difference between the presence of God in a knowledge of it and the manifested presence of God. And what you are knowing tonight is not just to have the knowledge of knowing that Jesus is in this place by His Spirit, but it's the fact that you want Him to actually work in you and actually through you. Did you know that right back in Genesis, God destined man to live in His presence? And anything that Jesus through His ministry tried to do is to get near the people that they would experience His manifested presence. For here is what happened in Genesis, and I trust in this few words that you will grasp somehow something from the Holy Spirit that will lead you wherever you go to understand that each and every one of us were called and destined to experience on a daily time the manifested presence of God. You see, He created man and He planted him into a garden called... Eden. Have you ever stopped and asked the question, what does the word Eden mean? Well, in the Hebrew, he has actually five strokes in writing the words. And each one of those strokes have a meaning. And here is what he says. Eden is a spot, a moment, a presence, an open heaven that creates an atmosphere of delightfulness. And therefore, when God created man and woman, He wanted to destine them into the presence of God. He wanted them to grasp that wherever they would go and stand, there would be a spot for a moment of time where the heaven will be open and God will pour down His manifested presence to actually heal, deliver and save. And Jesus hasn't changed. He's still the same today as He was yesterday. And as you thought as a church uh, to come together to seek God, do you know what the Word of God says? When you seek Him, you will find Him. Also, we need to know that in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. In the presence of God, the Bible tells us the mountain will melt as wax. Have you ever seen wax melting down? And that's what God wants to do with your problem, with your difficulty, with your challenge. He wants you to experience that manifested presence that will melt away 
anything that you are actually facing. Because he gave us the authority and dominion to actually speak to those mountains and actually tell them to actually go in the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 3 and verse 9, I think it is, it is in the presence of God that we find refreshing. I don't know about you, but I need refreshing every single day. And if I can allow myself to know that not only I carry the presence of God wherever I go, but I allow that presence to be manifested in and through me. Do you know what I can experience? I can see the atmosphere around me changing. I can say that everywhere the sole of my feet will tread upon, we can actually regain it for the Lord. We are in the city of London, and we're going to believe that God can save that city. We can believe that darkness will flee. We can believe that people will come back to the truth, not only hearing the truth, but allowing that truth to actually be imparted into their own life, because it is the parting of the truth that set people free. Have you ever been to the chemist because you haven't been very well? Because you have somehow a piece of paper with a name that you cannot read and you pass it to a lady or a gentleman that you've never met before and they go in the backyard and talking to each other and actually say, what does he say in that paper? And then eventually they come with the goodie bags to give you the medicine that you need. Can I say to you, you got more faith sometimes in the people that you don't know that we have in God ourselves, who knows us and we know Him because He's our Heavenly Father. And let me finish with that. Years ago, I discovered the meaning of Father. As I was reading the prodigal sons, parable, I was unable to go any further than the word father. And I felt God says, Dev, you don't know what a father is. And I took him to task and I said, hey God, you made me a father and you made me a grandfather. Yes, I do know. And I felt the Holy Spirit says, you don't know what a father is. And therefore I studied the word of God. I went back to the original language in the Hebrew and in the Greek. And you know what I discovered? That the word Father means foundations, mean an open source, mean a sustainer and a nourisher. And therefore, the day that I gave my life to God, I was rooted on the true foundations. I was under an open source. And I knew that somebody would actually help me and resource me in everything that I would do. Because He is, and He is still today, my heavenly Father. Your Father, my Father, our heavenly Father is faithful in all things, even when you and I are not. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above we can ever ask and imagine, according to the manifested presence and power that is in us. He is true to His Word. That's why we need to Listen to that small voice that speaks into our own situation and we'll know that God is not a man that he should die, 
but everything that he will talk to us through his word and manifest into our own spiritual here, we will discover that the truth is the only thing that will set us free. Our Heavenly Father is a hope to the hopeless. The people around us in this city, in this country, in this continent, in this world are in hopeless situations. But many of them are crying out for an everlasting hope, for an authenticity of hope. And I can say to you, we have it in our Heavenly Father. His love is eternal. He's unshakable. When we have the world turning against us, we can turn to Jesus and experience the ultimate compassion of Jesus in our life and over our life. And lastly, I want to say to you, He is my Redeemer. Is He yours? That's why we can celebrate Easter in a way that people who don't know Him cannot do. Because we know that our Redeemer lives. He's alive today. And He's ready to do things that you long for in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your family. Why? Because Jesus hasn't changed. He's still the same.